0: What is going on, my man?
1: Parker Cruz in the house. Not a whole lot, honestly. Not a whole lot. I'm trying to relax, watch some baseball. Heard that. <laughs> Who you got on the, on the screen
0: tonight? I got
1: Texas versus Oklahoma State. Honestly,
0: not bad. Not bad. A little SEC network or what?
1: No, ESPN Plus.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I'm a I'm much more of a college baseball watcher than a major leagues, honestly.
0: I have to say now college baseball, especially college baseball world series, not going to find more exciting baseball than that. But I will say this, I'm never going to give up the passion for my pro guys, especially my bravos. And we'll get more to that later on, but, but my braids. Now I can watch all 162 and be just fine.
1: Same way. Same way.
0: Well, shoot, man. Let's open this thing up, man. Uh, you know, I'll go ahead and introduce you, my man, Parker Cruz, uh, first year at LCC. But tell us a little bit more about who you are, Parker, um, you know, how our relationship um, manifested itself. And give me a little bit more background on who you are.
1: Well, I'm a, like you said, I'm Parker Cruz, first year at LCC. Uh, next year, I will be transferring to Brevard College up there in the mountains with my brother. Um, no, I've been playing baseball since I was four. So I understand the game a little bit. I enjoy watching the game, understanding it. I love talking about it. And, uh, that's something I love doing, especially about things that really interest me. So talking baseball at the college level, talking baseball at the major league level. And it's something I'm glad to do in this podcast with my man, Van Meter.
0: Absolutely, man. And, and that's one thing I, I know, um, you know, our relationship with, with you being a transfer guy coming in, um, you know, it didn't take long uh, for me as a coach to, to really uh, connect with a guy like you. You know the game. Um, you study the game. Um, it's very easy to tell um, early on that uh, you are a student of the game, and, and we definitely connected on that aspect um, from the practice field as well to the game field, um, you know. Just just being able to communicate um, different things uh, as a player, I think it's it's one of the qualities going to make you a good coach one day as well. But uh, certainly don't want to rush away your playing days because, uh, you know, that's those are special memories, special times. And, uh, you yeah, know, it's definitely one, you know, being a few years out, I'd give anything to go back. So, Oh, yeah. Do well, a- it
1: while you're there, my friend. <laughs> that's the funny thing, man. Honestly, is that. You know, I got about maybe after this year, I might have three years left. Right, right. Um, with the COVID stuff going on, I got robbed of my freshman year. Sure. But uh, I might have three years left. But, you know, what's funny is I feel like I want to go back five or six years now. Right. To able to know what I know now. And uh, that's the thing. It's like I'm already missing it and dreading it. Right. And it's not even – I'm not even done yet. So that's what's uh yeah I know that, that day when it when it hits it's gonna hit and uh that's the funny thing my best friend in high school after our last game he was in tears because me and him grew up playing this it was it for him and I looked at him and I was like that's gonna be me in about four years absolutely but, so absolutely, it,
0: absolutely man and and you know that brings up a good point man uh you know you mentioned there with your buddy in high school um You know, just just being in the moment. I I think that's one thing that a lot of people take for granted in the world we live in. You know, it drives me crazy. You know, it seems like anything, major event, whether it be a a ball game, whether it be a a concert or whatever, you know, you look around in the stands and all these people have their phones out video in the big moment, you know, And, and I always... I always laugh to myself and think, man, your memory is going to be of that screen that you watched it through. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather be in the moment, um, you know, witness it with my own eyes to be able to tell the story than having some silly video. Um, and, and I think that's something that, you know, as a society, we just, we don't do well anymore. Um, is, is just live in the moment, enjoy the moment, um, you know, because like I said, in a blink, it's
1: gone. So, you know,
0: Good that's, perspective there, for sure.
1: That's funny you say that. I'm, I'm kind of the same way, but I'm also kind of not. Because I'm one of those... I like having the video to be able to... Because I'm one of those... I love going back and looking at old right. pictures and old videos. That it, it just... It's like... Dang, like, dang, that's five years ago from today. Mm-hmm. How time flies. But Also, at the same time, like the big, big moments. People just really do take it for granted. And uh, that's why a lot of people nowadays i feel like aren't in, like they don't remember what it was like two years ago Whenever things were going on and you had this going on that going on it's like no because you were addicted to your phone
0: <laughs> right right and yeah. and this is really a good segue for us here uh you know parker to kind of kind of let the, the the fans the listeners hear you know a little bit of my story you know you can hear a little bit of a generational difference there's As we talk, you know, I'm not much of, um, you know, getting an opportunity this year to be a, a, you know, volunteer assistant at LCC is, you know, where our our paths have have crossed. Um, But a little bit about me, Um, you know, been out of playing now for for four years. Uh, Like I said, feels like four minutes. Um, but I was, I was blessed and and able to go to a small division two school up in West Virginia, uh, close to my hometown, actually in Maryland. So, uh, deep down, I do have my Yankee roots. Unfortunately, I try to hide them living down here in North Carolina, but, um, you know, I, I am, I am from the mountains. That's where I call home. I still have family there today. And, and, uh, you know, I never forget some of those, those cold and, and long winters up there, um, practicing baseball and having baseball tryouts in the gym. Um, many people don't realize down here what that's like. Nope. Um, but you know, now that now that I've been here three years, you know, it's it's definitely something that I enjoy being able to play baseball year round, as well as uh, you know, start playing baseball, meaning you know, competitive games in February. So um, that that's definitely. a a good change for me a good change of pace so um let's go ahead and and move on parker what's the next topic we have on tab for tonight
1: uh introduction of the coaching staff and the players at lenore um birth impressions and everything yeah You you want to go first you want me to talk about the coaching first
0: i tell you what, man, let, let's open it up. Uh, you know, I'm curious. I think the viewers definitely enjoy this. I'll, I'll throw in a little bit of two cents here as well. Um, you know, with me being a young coach, I mentioned I'm 25 and this is my first year as a college baseball coach. I've had the privilege of, of coaching at two different high school programs, uh, a one a program in Maryland and, and then uh, recently a four a program here in here in North Carolina. So, Um, But let's start with you, Park, from more of a player's perspective. Um, What were your first impressions? You know, include myself um, as well as Coach Barnett, uh, Coach Tillman, and then obviously our our leader, uh, Coach Smith. Uh,
1: So I'm not going to lie. So I had to come here, just transfer here for the spring semester. And uh, I was looking for a home to play. And – Coach Smith sorry, came to school to meet Coach Smith, and man, he got out of that Jeep <laughs> big old dipping. And I'm just looking at my dad, and my dad's like, It was. I look at my dad, and it's like, Dang, them guys <laughs> can go tip for tat Cause my dad. I mean, my dad was like, like full can almost, it's ridiculous, but uh, they both get like they both step out, and I'm like, mm. And uh, it was great I meeting Coach Smith. He's a fun guy. Uh, I've never had a coach that's laid back. Mm-hmm. I've had to miss a few practices for and a few games, unfortunately, for some provar stuff. Which I'm, I mean, I'm not complaining about, but at the same time, it just sucks. But I mean, before I've ever got the words out to say, "Hey, Coach, I'm not going to be able to be there," and I've told him why, then that he said that's okay. He understands, so it's been great with him. I mean, he's a funny dude. I mean, I stayed in, we stayed in his office for almost an hour first day I met him, talking about fish and stuff. <laughs> right. I mean. and so he was awesome, and then I, I met Till that first day as well, and uh, the vibe, the vibe I got from him was a little weird because it was like, I, I don't know, like he's just hard to read because he he doesn't talk that much, but when he, when he says something, it's funny. Sure, sure, absolutely. Okay.
0: Coach Tillman. man. You know, y'all you always gotta wonder what's going through my man's head. You know, great guy. Uh, but I, I definitely can, can feel you on that, man. Uh Tillman's a man of very few words.
1: Mm-hmm. Funny guy though. Funny guy. Um Barnett, he's a he's another one of those very few words Talk <laughs> very low. Doesn't say a lot very highly. When he does, he probably yells at an umpire. <laughs> right. but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> he's funny. The first day I met him, we were at practice. We were doing some outfield drills that I've never done before. Or well, I've done it before, but it's been, been a while. And uh, I got to doing it, and there's a guy on the team named Will Lee that me and him, we always butt heads. But I uh, love him, though. He's cool. But mm-hmm. um, we got to doing some, something then. He uh he got confused doing it, so I said something smart to him like I always do. <laughs> and uh, Barnett just looks at me and's like, You know him? I'm like, Yeah. He was like, Did he suck as bad as you? I'm like, Well, <laughs> all right, fair enough. And, uh, that's kind of the relationship with the whole baseball team is just we like to joke and had a lot of fun. Yeah. And then meeting Van, meeting the guy himself, uh, <laughs> reminded me a lot of me. <laughs> Uh, uh which i feel bad for him then um <laughs> but no, meeting you uh was a treat because was like man and you he hit it off quick
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, i could tell you like to have fun i like to have fun we like to joke We like to play but when it comes down when it comes down to being serious about the game we're serious mm-hmm. and uh that's the one thing i like like i like guys that are serious about the game but also like to have fun yep and uh, that's what this team's all about and uh i mean we've I mean, we'll get to talk about our season here in a little bit and about some of the ups and downs. But, I mean, that's kind of what the thing about this year and this team is I've not played. I mean, unfortunately, I've had to play for two other colleges, and I haven't had that much. I haven't had this much fun at either one of those because of the guys around it. Sure. That's the thing. it, It starts with the coaching staff and how laid back and chill and funny they are. And it trickles down into the players. So, it's like in the first year, I've actually got to be able to be me. I mean, I'm sitting at the edge of the dugout just calling people dog water. <laughs> sure, sure.
0: And, and you know, I'm going to chip in here or chime in and, and just, you know, reiterate what you're talking about, man. And, you know, for lack of better words, it's, it's culture, you know. And, obviously, uh, being a first-year staff, um, you know, Coach Smith and I uh, really wanted to make sure that not only the players – you know felt the ability to be themselves like you're talking about but also you know had the ability to to lead in a way that you don't have to change from who you are whether it be as a player as a person you know i've always preached that you know the world's got enough of everyone else you know there's only enough room for one parker cruise um and that's one thing that um you know, we love about you from day one. You come in there with a good attitude. You work your ass off. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we know we can still give you a hard time and, you know, we'll, we'll go cut it up together on, on a road trip. Um, and that's good. You know, that's what college baseball is all about. And, and, and you know, our, our stories are very similar, talking about transferring around a little bit. You know, I, I bounced around myself, um, you know, out of high school, had an opportunity to play Division three baseball, Um you know, had a good experience. Um, my first semester really enjoyed the, the atmosphere, enjoyed the guys, uh, pretty good young coach, but like a big dummy, you know, transferred back home for a girl and, and ended up, um, you know, making my path to college baseball even harder and, and ended up back at a local community college. Uh, one that actually we play here at LCC. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but, Bouncing around, man, one thing I will say, um, it really made me who I am today. Um, okay. And I think you could probably attest to that. And, and, right. You know, it be a good topic for a later episode. But, um, you know, the true test of, of a man's character is, is how they respond to adversity. You know, you, you'd mentioned about, you know, some of your teammates and, and you guys doing some outfield drills. And, and, and no matter where you're put on, on, on a team, you know, depth chart-wise, everybody's got a role and whether your role is, you know, to bat cleanup and start in center field or whether it's, you know, a middle reliever, you know, there's an importance to every role on a team, especially in college baseball. And, and I've, you know, had the, the privilege, I say many folks would laugh at that probably, but the privilege of being on both ends of that spectrum, you know, I've been a guy that, you know, is a late game defensive substitute, to a guy who you know who started for you know 38 games in a row um and 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 both sides of it were very rewarding i guess is what i'm i'm trying to get to um you know college baseball is a journey you know each season is defined by different things different ins and outs but the relationships uh the bonds that you're able to build throughout that journey you know those are things that you take with you for a lifetime and 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 that's what I'm thankful for, and I know you're starting to see that bigger picture a little bit too as you're in, you know, year two and you're, you're heading on to bigger and better things at Brevard, So,
1: oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's a uh, well, that's what I was about to say, honestly. It was, I mean, I've, I've made great friends everywhere I've gone, I mean, and everything like that. And I've made what the best thing was, though, that with this team, it's like it's the first time. All almost forty of us are all friends, and we could all pick and joke at each other, and we all understand that it's just joking. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're trying to make sure we all get to where we need to, and that's the thing. These guys are all great, and that's, that's where we're going to let you talk about the team, what you thought about some of the players, and uh, talk a little bit about how it is coaching us.
0: Absolutely, man! Uh, uh, definitely a fun topic here. You know this this unit, um, it, it's special to me. I, you know, probably be a group that I remember for a really really long time. And and the main reason is because you guys are really um, the first group to, to build some of the foundations that we're trying to create at LCC. Um, you know, it's it's never easy to to number one, um, join a new coaching staff, uh, but also you know we we had some some factors that threw us off the, off the, you know, beaten path early on in the fall, thanks to COVID, um, you know, not being able to get out on the field till late fall in November, but overall, you know, this group has really to, to, to come together. Um, And, you know, I talked about it after we played Pitt community college uh, last Sunday um, over there, beautiful Granger stadium you know, unfortunately didn't come out on top. Um, But that's kind of how baseball is. Sometimes you can play some of your best games of your life and you look back and you remember, wow, man, we didn't even win that game. And and baseball can be that way at times. And as frustrating as it becomes, you know, everybody likes to win. Everybody plays to win. Um, And I always say, if you're not playing to win, you know, let's not play at all. Um, You know, if we're going to play checkers or chess, I want to make sure I beat you. But uh, in the same tone, um, there's something something to be said about a group pulling for one another, and I really do feel in the last month, Parker, that this team has really started to do that. Um, but I've enjoyed the personalities. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out one of my favorite guys. You know that from the start that has always given me a laugh. Um, you know, old Florida boy Chal playing third base and and I, I definitely can relate a little bit to him just because of the fact that I was a corner guy. Um, you know, I wore number 13 like him, and um, just the way that the guys and, you know, you guys have, have kind of connected with Chal and in, in the fact that, um, you know, he's an out-of-state guy. didn't really know anyone coming in, and yeah, that's a guy who hasn't changed his identity one bit. You know, he, he's a corner guy. He knows his role. He knows who he is, hits with a little bit of pop, um, and obviously loves his dip. And, and that's something that, you know, we all can have a good time with that man packs hammers and,
2: oh, hey, uh, <laughs>
0: you know, I got, I got mad respect for he, for his dip game. And, uh, you know, if, if you, if you end up listening to this there, big chaw uh, throw, throw a fat one in for us. So, um, you know, it's, it's been fun. Um, I, I've also enjoyed, you know, getting to, getting to know some of you transfer guys coming in, obviously you Parker, but, um, you know, I, I've enjoyed getting to know uh, both Wills. You know, Will Lee, Will Albert, great guys, good players. Um, obviously, Limwell, Colton, Rust are two guys that I had the privilege, as, as well as Sam Callaway to actually coach a few years back on my, you know, with my showcase team that I, I had the privilege of coaching. But um, so it's cool always to you know follow up with guys that you've had the, the opportunity to work with before. And just seeing their progression, um, you know, Limwell is a guy who's having a great year, uh, batting about 350, 360 range. You know, in my opinion, he should definitely have region or whatever. But um, it's always good to see guys successful that you worked with when they were younger. And um, but it's been it's been a good group, man. And um, I'm thankful. Like I said, I, I think I'm going to remember this bunch for a long time to come and, and I I wish you guys nothing but success, you know, just on a side note, I'd like to give a shout out to our, our shortstop smiley. You know, I'm proud of him, you know, made a big commitment this past week to continue his playing career over at William peace university. So that's great. That's great news. You know, I I hope, um, I hope to see more of that continue for some of our second and third year guys. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, um, that's the thing. Like you said earlier, about people know, like the depth chart on this team's ridiculous. Um, like the outfielders, you have basically two starting groups that are legit. Um, second base, we got two or three guys that I mean, well, they can go play anywhere. So I mean, you got a bunch of good, good guys on this team. That's the thing. If you got to talk about them well. I mean, I got it right here, Lin well about three fifty one. Right, right. And, I mean, they have 26 hits, and about 20 of those are from the leadoff spot from when we moved them up there.
0: You know, and it's funny you bring that up, Parker. You
1: know, I don't think anyone,
0: including Coach Smith, you know, or Coach Barnett coming into the year um, had envisioned that. I, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I certainly didn't. Um, but Limwell has really fit into that role uh, really well. You know, he sees a lot of pitches gives our offense a chance to kind of settle into the ball game. And by golly, if that boy can't hit backside, I'm telling you now, he's, he's made a living in right field. And I hope to see that continue uh, throughout the last three weeks of the season. But real quick, I also want to touch, I about missed my two, my two bullpen guys, um, you know, Ryan Sullivan and, 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 Tanner mob, you know, Tanner Mobley, AKA big mobs. You know, I got to give a shout out to those guys. Both of them have, you know, really been the voice and the staple of our, our, our pitching staff. And um, I can't say enough for what they've done, not only on the field, but as well as off the field. And, and both of those guys are, are, are you know, born leaders, and, and, and I think they do a great job of, of really managing what goes on, you know, on a daily basis uh, with our staff and, and just keeping everybody in tune with, with what we're trying to accomplish here at
1: LCC. And that's funny that you bring up those two, cause them two, when I came in, I didn't think much of, I'm not going to say I didn't think much of Ryan, but I didn't think that he would be as good as he is. I mean, the guy's not, I mean, not that big of a guy, but he probably the most, like, he had the most dog and more than anybody else in this team. <laughs> and uh, that, that's what's, Great about this team. you got a bunch of dogs. But let's segue into the players. I mean, I got some of the numbers up right now. Mm-hmm. We can talk a little bit about LCC and our start this year with us being kind of the first. I mean, under new, a new coach, new coaching staff, um, for a, bunch, a lot of guys having to come into a new program. And we can talk a little bit about how some of us have adjusted to it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, it,
0: it's always a challenge, uh, you know, with all the different personalities coming together as well as a a new style coaching, um, you know, and we've had some, some struggles, uh, over the past month or two, but I tell you, man, we came out of the gate hot, um, something that coach Smith and I were talking about earlier today. You know, we start the year four and two, we, you know, after our first weekend in conference, we're five and five, you know, we're sitting in third place, feel good about, you know, what we're doing. Um, but like I said earlier, man, th- this game it- it'll humble you in a second. Um, it's a grind, uh, and I, you know, I, I really want to give some credit to our conference. Um, you know, Brunswick Community College, Pitt Community College. I- I'm just going to be dead honest, flat out. I-, I think they're two of the best programs in junior college baseball, bar none, um, and they ha- they have been for the last decade. Um, you know, that's that's a testament to their coaching staff. It's a testament uh, to their culture. Uh, and that's what we're really trying to to create here at LCC. And, and I believe we will do it. Um, but, you know, there is no quote-unquote easy weekend in this in this oh, company. And, and, and I think a lot of people have, have overlooked us. I think a lot of people have overlooked, you know, teams like Brian Stratton, teams like Southeastern, But there is no, you know, give me games in this conference. You have got to show up on a daily basis with your best. And and we've been on both ends of that. You know, I want to go back to a big win early in the year. You know, we we hosted Lewisburg at home and we played our tails off, you know, beat a really good club, a club that, if I'm not mistaken, is, you know, have already surpassed 20, 25 wins. Um, you know, predominantly a good program, obviously a Division I junior college in the state of North Carolina. Um, but we played, in my opinion, the best game of baseball we've played all year um, back in, you know, back in March when we hosted Lewisburg. And um, we've also been on the other end of that. You know, we, we caught ourselves on the road playing Bryan and Stratton and just didn't didn't play well. You know, I think we came out a little bit flat, had a long four-hour bus ride up to Virginia Beach, and, and got got shelled. And I, really, I guess what I'm, I'm getting to here, Parker, is, you know, you have got to bring your best day in, day out. And, and if not, you're going to be on the wrong end of things. And, and we've been, like I said, on both sides of that, obviously. Um, like to be a little bit more successful than we've been, you know, over the past month, um, but a big three-week stretch left to go to try to make a push for that four seed and get into the tournament.
1: Right, and speaking of Lewisburg, they're 26-10, and winner of their last three.
0: Right, and, and, and again, you know, I had no idea. I just was throwing out numbers off the top of my head there, but I wholeheartedly believe it. You know, like I said, 20-25 wins, easy, and it's funny you say 26 because – I'm telling you now, that's a good club. Uh, that's a club that's definitely um, always in the conversation towards the end of May. Um, and, and that's a testament to their program. Well
1: there. them and Patrick Henry, we end up playing earlier in the year. Actually, our first two games of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we learned most of our teams uh, and everything like that. I mean, but I'm just looking at some of the guys we got on our team. And, uh, I mean, we're all – that's the thing. Like I got saying it earlier, like we have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things, and most of the numbers are typically around the same. You got like Limwell batting three fifty one, um, batting the high right now. But I mean, we can all hit. We can all play. Um, pitching this year had been pretty good. I mean, that's the thing. Like we'll play a good game, and then we'll get into the fifth inning, sixth inning, and then we'll have one bad inning, and then after that. Like, the score doesn't show what this team really capable of. hmm And uh, you give him a shout out to a few guys. I'm going to give one shout out Ob, Big Ob, Ob Yeah. Because, Absolutely. Uh, because I played Pollard in high school. And he, I bring the story up every time I see him because I, I enjoy it. But uh, I played him in the Easter tournament. And my man shoved against us. uh He's one of our big South Johnson. One of our big rivals. Sure, sure. Just shoved against us. Um, gave up two hits on the night. Through one, they won the game ten to one. Only gave up two hits on the night. Gave up no walks. Wow. Yeah, with like I think ten to eleven Ks, and I was the only one to get both hits and score the run on. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. What a story. Absolutely. Well. Okay.
0: And, and you know. Obviously, you know, doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to, to watch that guy play and realize that, you know, his approach uh, to his game, you know, his demeanor on the mound, it, it says it all. And he shows up to the yard every day, ready to punch the time clock. And You know, he's, he's going to have a successful career after LCC. And uh, obviously, uh, myself and the coaching staff, we've appreciated his efforts this year. And uh he, he's been a cornerstone guy he's been a weekend starter for us you know f- from the jump and, and obviously a guy that, that we look to every weekend we toss him the ball and say hey you know give us some length give us a chance to win and and he's done that um uh he's he's gone as you know deep in games i can remember just two weeks ago you know guy goes eight and a third i think 105 pitches i mean come on man that's that's just ridiculous yeah. stuff. He He's effective attacking hitters early. Um, Against
1: one of the best teams in conference, too.
0: Right. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing. This guy, um, he, he's as good as you're going to find in this conference. Um, you know, he's got command of three, four pitches. Um, but, again, I, I can't say enough about his demeanor on the mound. Dude shows up to the yard on his day to pitch, and, and he's ready to, to punch that time clock. So. That's
1: the thing. He's like – He's, a, he's one of the few guys I've seen be able to do it both. Like, I, I know a few guys that say they're two way players, which people people listen. That I means hitter and pitcher in college um, that actually can do it from both. He had a walk off one game and then through that next Sunday and through great. I mean, my man can do both. And that's the thing. Is I can't wait to see where he goes and what he does next. I'm going to make sure I follow up on it.
0: Absolutely,
1: be, be definitely be a, a good
0: guy. Definitely be a good guy in the future. Probably have a guest on here and give him an opportunity to tell us a little bit more about his story. And you know, you mentioned uh, his high school, South Johnston. Um, definitely a rich baseball area, and I'd uh, like to follow up with him for sure.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, since we got to talk about the Braves earlier, let's talk about the Braves, man absolutely man this is definitely one
0: of my favorite topics um you know one of the reasons for our viewers just so you guys know you know one of the one of the reasons we definitely want to bring up the braves you know parker and i you know obviously didn't know each other until you know january of this year and um you know that's one thing we do share we're big braves fans uh you we spent a lot of our, our free time after practice, you know, cutting it up, talking about the Braves. and um, So, just to start, man, I did see that they got a big W last night. The bullpen held up late. Uh, you know, Ozzie Albee's coming back off injury, you know, having two extra base hits, one of them being a, a two-run bomb to the chop house. That's good to see, man. They're headed in the right direction.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh... And on a side note as well, I don't know how, how much you follow with Twitter and all, um, you know, you can follow Parker as well as myself on Twitter. You know, we'll, we'll throw out those handles later on. But um, I did see there, there was a, a young couple sitting in the chop house. Guy proposed to his, uh, his girlfriend. She said yes. And then two hours later, they catch Ozzie Alvey's home run ball. Talk about a good night, man. That's pretty
1: cool. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome, man. That's the, uh, that's the great thing about baseball. You just never know what's going to happen. Uh, that is awesome. I did not know that. And, and then come to, to find out, just a little follow-up to the story.
0: You know, she posted this, this video and in, in some pictures of, of the proposal. Obviously, she said yes. You know, they catch the home run ball. And to follow up to make the story even better, um, that was yesterday. Today was her birthday. And the Braves gave her free tickets to go back to the park today to sh- to spend her birthday there with her new fiance. Um, again, just a great feel good story. I'm not surprised, you know, Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, that that's that's southern hospitality at its finest. Um, that's a great
1: place to be. Well, that I did not know. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, no, you got the highs and lows for the Braves. And that's uh, – that's, I guess that's where I kind of come in. I'm kind of a little – I mean, Acuna's coming back. hmm But he's leading in – he's the team leader in every category, batting average, home runs, RBIs, on, uh, on base, hits. So I'm glad to see he's back. But, I mean, they're 9-10 and 10 right now. They're playing really good, but I'm kind of worried about the starters, the starting pitching. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to see. I can't wait for Max Freed to come back because he's one of my favorite to watch. I love Ian Anderson, and I can't wait for Soroka. But they're kind of having the same problem that they had last year with starting. So I kind of want to see if they can either a put it together if they or if they got a couple other young studs they can bring up and see what they can do. Anything worrying you about the Braves?
0: I, you know, you hit the nail on the head. You know, Cunha's off to a, you know, a flaming hot start, um, being exactly who everyone believes he can be, which is great to see. But in the same token, um, you know, one guy can only do so much. You know, a perfect example of that. You know, look at Jacob Grand, You know, probably the best pitcher in the game today, you know, maybe be one of the greatest of all time. But the Mets have been bad for for his entire career because he just has no supporting cast around him. And that's the thing with the Braves, man. You know, when, when they turn it on together as a team, and we've talked about this, you know, I know at practice before, you know, it takes a team effort. Obviously, Freddie Freeman has a great year last year, NL MVP, um, Ozzie Alves, uh, Acuna, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, all those guys, you know, having quality years. Then you you, you chip in a guy like Marcel Zuna, who hits 35 bombs, you're going to be successful. But um, at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, you know, for our viewers, whether you're baseball fans or not, um, I'm just going to tell you pitching it, it makes or it breaks you. And, and we've seen that with our season. We've seen that um, for a long time, in the major leagues, that's just the name of the game, you know, and even flashback, I hate to bring up this memory because it breaks my heart all over again, but the Braves blowing a 3-0 series lead against the Dodgers last year. The only, only thing I can truly say uh, failed us was our pitching. You know, and and it starts with the starting pitching. Um, I, I know I will say, you know, we're talented, you know, in Atlanta, but we're young. And you, you know, you look at Ian Anderson, you look at Max Fried, you look at Soroka. Oh, nice. these guys are younger than me, Park. You know, I'm 25 years old um it, it's crazy to believe it. these guys are just young it's coming right up into the show um and, and they've got a lot to learn and, and as exciting as it is to watch them succeed early um you know i, I am taken back I'm, I'm fearful just because the braves pitching staff hasn't been this competitive since the 90s you know we go back to maddox smoltz glavin you know some of those Hall of Famers. You know the greats of Atlanta's pastime. Uh, I sure hope some of these guys we've mentioned today, you know, find themselves there one day. It's just too soon to tell.
1: Right, and that's uh, I'm kind of a little worried about the pitching, but I'm also kind of worried about the bats too, because besides Cunha looking at it, the rest of the team's kind of struggling. Uh, I mean, Pablo Sandoval coming off the bench hitting three thirteen. Outside of that, Freddie Freeman 209, Ozuna 200, Mm -hmm. Adi Ali 177. I mean, mean, I'm kind of worried that – the. I mean, I know it's early. And I know that – I mean, their division – I'm going to say this flat out. Their division is the only division that got – the whole division got better.
0: Absolutely. And that's that's a point I was going to bring up. I'm glad you did. You know, it's a conversation that I've been talking about since – You know, since spring training, you know, you look down the line, the Mets obviously with the biggest pickup with, you know, shortstop um, bringing in a guy um, like Lindor who just does it all. You know, a five tool guy who who is a complete game changer, probably wins an extra 15 games alone, um, makes them a ton better. They've got young talent. They hit with pop. And obviously the pitching staff, the starting pitching staff, you know, up there in New York might
1: be the best in the division. Um, Yeah. And people are forgetting, sorry to cut you off, but people are forgetting that they picked up. Uh, Carrasco too, and they got Cindergard coming back. And Tommy John, right, year.
0: right, and, and let's not forget, you know, the crafty man himself, Marcus Stroman. I mean, I
1: love Marcus Stroman, a, a guy who who
0: pitches with a lot of emotion and 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 is great for who he is. You know, that is a you know quick shout out to Duke baseball. I know he's a Duke alum, you, you know, a guy coach. that that just goes out and shoves, you know, on a weekly basis, but. You know, moving down that line, you look at the Nationals, a a team that was obviously in the World Series two years ago. Um, Yeah, they have a down year with the shortened season. And and what do they do? They go out, they spend the money, they reload. They bring in a guy like Swarber, Josh Bell. Right, Josh Bell. They bring in two big left-handed bats, and and it's not going to be long, not hard to see. They're going to be successful again, obviously, with their feet over there with Juan Soto. so. Um,
1: They got a great pitch staff as well. I know Strasburg's hurt right now, but, I mean, when he comes back, and Corbin, hopefully Corbin – because I kind of – I like Corbin, but I kind of want to see him pick it back up. He had a couple duds. But when he gets on his crap again, I mean, that team's going to be disgusting. Miami went and picked up Adam Duvall uh, from free agency who was big, big for the Braves last year.
2: Right, right.
1: And then Philly, Philly has reloaded that bullpen, yeah. uh, which was their biggest downfall the past few years. They, re, I mean, they re-signed JT Remuta. So that yeah. whole division is the only division that got better. I mean, the Braves picked up Charlie Morton. But, I mean, I kind of wanted to see them maybe pick up another. Uh, I love, I mean, re-signing those in, but I kind of wanted to see them maybe pick up one more of them uh, bullpen arms they let go like Darren O'Day. Right. 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 And, and that's the other thing, you know,
0: there was a guy hanging out there and a guy I didn't even mention for the nationals, but you know, Brad hand was, you know, a closer out of Cleveland yeah. that he was, he was on the board for, for about a month and a half. Braves were in talks to bringing him into, you know, into the staff. And um, unfortunately a division rival in the nationals were able to snag him up from us, but um, you know, I, I'll say, you know, I I still believe in, you know, it's hard, it's early. You look at the standings, everybody's, you know, either a game or under or one game over 500 right now. But the NL East has been, in my opinion, you know, one of, if not the best division in baseball for the past decade. Um, And, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. No. You know, the, yeah. the only other – Real opponents uh, in the National League, I I still fear is you know obviously you've got immense talent uh, over there in Los Angeles with the Dodgers, and then obviously the Padres p- probably had the most expensive and busy offseason as anyone picking up Blake Snell, um, and crossed. picking up some of those those pitchers like Musgrove and and some of them guys that we've seen have some early year success with the no hitter, obviously,
1: man. In fact, the Dodgers are on a different level. When I said this two years ago, whenever they were bringing up a bunch of rookies and still beating up teams, I mean right. their farm system is ridiculous. The Giants are surprisingly—they're thirteen and seven. The Padres are twelve and ten. So the Giants are kind of playing ball a little bit. And I, I like see—I love Buster Posey. I was a catcher mm-hmm. growing up, so I'm—I still watch the Giants a little bit. For some reason, I always loved the Cardinals and the Brewers. I just Nolan one never one of my favorite players. And then Christian oh. Yach. But, man, that – every, every other division has at least one team in the teens for wins except for the East, the NL East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mets with and, the – and,
0: and the reason that is, Parker, it's a testament to how good that division is. You know, the NL East. Like you said, everybody, it's kind of a mixed bag right now, but we've beaten up on one another. You know, the Braves have already faced the Phillies in two series. You know, we've, we've played four games with the Marlins. Um, you know, we unfortunately got rained out and had some COVID cancellations with the Mets, but, it, you know, nine out of our, uh, you know, opening 20, 20 games or 18 games, whatever it is. Um, division rivals, and, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get hard-fought baseball games, and um, I, I think it's going to continue for the stretch of this season, I do.
1: Yeah, I do, too. Uh, that's the one bad thing that I was scared of, because before COVID hit last year, I was scared of that of that division. Um, Well, I was, and I wasn't, but I was scared of that in that division because of it being so tough that the Atlanta Braves are just, I mean, I'm scared. I was scared, especially going into the playoffs of this COVID season, the 60-game season. Mm-hmm. I was very scared of seeing us in the playoffs because starting pitching struggled last year. Besides Mac Freed and probably Ian Anderson, that the rest of the – I mean, no other pitcher got past the fourth inning. and no starter did. I think the rest played like, most of the year. Except for those two. And then got into the playoff and the bullpen it what surprisingly kind of struggled a little bit. And I mean, I know me and you're not going to be managers, but yeah, Brad Ham would probably been another good pickup mm-hmm. uh, to help out. But um, I mean, with that division being so strong, it's just a tough division to win, A. And then it's also tough to go play the Dodgers after B, playing the Mets, facing the Grom, in the guards, Stroman, and then I mean, you got to go face after that if you're the Braves, then you got to go face Kershaw, Walker, and May. Right. Trevor Bauer. Sorry, Trevor Bauer. Right.
0: It it just it doesn't stop, you know. And and I've said it, um, you know, throughout my whole life. And and I may be a little biased, but the National League, um, you know, they're known for their pitching and, and and you know, they're known for, for playing the game, you know, hard on the defensive end. And, and you know, I'm always going to take advantage of an opportunity to bash a team like the Yankees. But, you know, outside of the Dodgers, you know, who are the Yankees of the West Coast, the National League typically do have, you know, a quality farm system. Um, you know, you're going to see guys really stick with uh, predominantly one team. You know, we look at a guy, uh, you know, out in St. Louis – like Yadier Molina, who signs a one-year contract, comes back. You know, I'd love to see a feel-good story, you know, and see him go out on top, uh, as well as Arenado, obviously, coming off a big trade. Um, it'd be good to see them them stay successful this year and, and, and maybe make a run in the playoffs.
1: Right, or Zimmerman in uh, Washington. I mean, granted, he had a feel-good moment two years ago. Right. But, I mean, another one that got Joey Votto, um, That's the thing, man, it's like, I know you're a little bit older than me, so you kind of watched, which I'm a little upset about, but you got to watch Chipper Jones a little bit longer than I was able to. Absolutely, man, and and that kind of
0: segues into, uh, you know, what we're naming our podcast, you know, Chip off the old park, you know, obviously Parker Cruz, Josh Van Meter, but my whole nickname growing up was Chip, Uh, you know, I was a left-handed third baseman, swung from the left side, and and wore Chipper's number all the way through high school, number 10. And, um, you know, funny story, you know, I was born game five in 1995 when the Braves won the world series. And, and you know, I got a picture wow. of me and my father holding me up next to the TV, you know, as the Braves won the, the, the world series with, with obviously the talent of that pitching staff and a young Chipper Jones, who I had the privilege to, to watch growing up and idolize and, Still to this day, you know, I had the opportunity two years ago to, to go to Cooperstown and see him get inducted to the Hall of Fame. That was definitely a, a special wow. moment in my life and, and one that I won't forget. He He's a guy that obviously was the cornerstone of that franchise for, for 20 years, so.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit. Are you, like... Cause I'm like my dad is very old school, and that's kind of where I'm. I'm kind of the same way. I kind of like seeing, and you don't see that much in baseball as you do in basketball. But I kind of love seeing a guy play for an order that like get drafted by a team and play there his whole career. That's why Kobe Bryant was my favorite play. He is my favorite basketball player of all time, right? Because he stayed with the Lakers his whole career. And I mean, he didn't go nowhere. He wanted to win there. Right, that's why I love Joey Votto. I love Yachty, I love Buster Posey. They don't like; they're not leaving. That's why I love Chipper Jones. Like, how do you feel about guys leaving now? Like, well, you, and, and you know, you our, our, our
0: our society has really, you know, I, I say flip the switch on on loyalty and 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 some of what you're talking to. Um, You know, we see it worse than ever in basketball and you know, I'm a basketball fan. I played in high school, have had a chance to coach some in high school and, you know, great game, but unfortunately it has become, you know, such a normalized thing to just up and leave an organization. um, One that's good to you. For example, LeBron James, a guy that um, obviously is a great player. um, But in terms of his character, his loyalty, I, I do question it. I mean, talks about being this great guy from Akron. I know he had, has done a lot for his community. Um, yes, he does win a championship there. He gives back to his city. But, you know, the guy's bounced around. He's been in Miami, had success. Obviously, they, they got their three feet, um, which was, I was happy to see for Ray Allen be a part of that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, these guys, they're, they're going to the highest bidder, you know, and that just isn't the old school way. Um, you, you mentioned Yachty, You mentioned Chipper. Um, you know, a lot of these, de- you know, a lot of these dudes in the '90s, early two thousands. You know, it wasn't about the dollar side. You know, they wanted to win for their city. Um, they they really were invested in that entire organization and city. Um, we just we don't see it as much today, and, and that's something that I think people eventually will realize. Uh, was something that was special. And, and I hope things change and, and we see some guys continue to do that uh, in the future. But for right now, at least um, we don't see it as much. And, and really I'm going to even piggyback off that. Um, you know, we see it more now than ever, even in, in college athletics, a lot of people are quick to transfer um, for, for multiple different reasons. And, and we had, Talked about your story. Talked about my story, and you know, I, I'm the first to admit. You know, my early transfer out of that D3 school, you know, it was for personal reasons, but I regret it. And I think a lot of people um, leave. You know, whether it be for um, multiple, you know, a multitude of different reasons unhappy, bad situation, don't get along with the coach, don't get along with players, whatever it may be, uh, playing time, whatever. Um, but I tell you, man, it, it, it's a testament to to the guys that don't do that because, uh, and we see this sometimes in SEC baseball. And some of these, you know, big time programs like LSU, um, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, you know, some of these places, yeah, as well as the ACC with Carolina, Duke, um, yeah, some, yeah. some of these programs where guys come in, you know, as a freshman. They end up waiting in line till their junior or senior year, and they end up having a huge year and 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 going on and getting drafted. You know, I wasn't that guy. I was never you know good enough to play Division One baseball. But um, I'll say this, man. When I when I ended up re-recruiting myself and and going back to a Division Two school, you know, I showed up on campus expecting to play, and and I didn't. Um, I didn't work hard enough, and. There were guys in front of me in line that were just flat out better. And I'm thankful that I didn't give up. I didn't transfer out. You know, I, I waited my turn till senior year and uh, obviously had an opportunity to start uh, as a senior. And, and it made it all the more sweeter. And that's something that um, I tell many people, you know, guys like you, current players, you know, there's going to be times in your life, not only in baseball, but in your career that you're, you're going to find yourself in a position that you don't love or you're unhappy, or there's things that make you uncomfortable, but it's important, man, to stay the course. Um, and I've been rewarded throughout my career, throughout my playing career um, by continuing to stay the course, do the right things, work hard. And, and I really believe good things happen to people that do that.
1: I really believe that. Me too. And uh, I mean, it's going to be a topic for another, Another episode, we'll talk a little bit about why we transferred, where we transferred to, mm-hmm. and the situation about that. That'll be definitely another episode because I, I bet some people kind of want to hear the things that go on in college. Sure. Um, cause that's actually, I talked to one of my friends, he was doing a little YouTube thing, and I, uh, I gave him the idea to do a podcast at the school in the dorm. Um, so he could talk about college life, because nobody knows what it's like, and that's luckily what my little brother deals with, is that he kind of knows mm-hmm. what he's getting into. Nobody really knows, and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I'll get more into it on that episode, but that's, people don't know what goes on behind the scenes of college. People just expect you to go to class, to go to practice, and everything like that, but, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Absolutely. And uh, I'm kind of going to go back a little bit and talk a little bit about players staying in a spot, and uh, and I know it kind of it, it's funny that me and you both think that way, and me and you both transferred. I know some people are going to say something about that, but I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, people that stay in a certain spot, I have a lot of respect for, because I, I mean, I know it's not easy, right? Like, I mean, I know it, it ain't. I mean, I was my first time I left somewhere was because I just didn't like the situation, mm-hmm. and now looking back, I could have probably. Stuck it out and been a starter there this year, starter there next year, and been playing by now. Instead, I've had to deal with a few injuries and having to get everything back on track. But I mean, you never know. And people that stay the course, like my friend that stayed the course there, it's now a three hole hitter, mm-hmm. four hole hitter there. I'm an everyday starter at second base behind the plate. I mean, big, the captain on the team. Big, I mean, Guys like that, I just respect more of and I look more to. It's like even in times of adversity, they stay strong and they keep playing. That's the same. Now, I have a question. I wrote this down. I wanted to ask you this. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Juco? What's your opinion of Juco? Would you recommend Juco to any point to high school players?
0: Absolutely. Great question. This is one that, you know, truthfully comes up in conversation with, for me, probably once a week, you know, obviously I'm, I'm still a high school teacher. Uh, I teach, you know, social studies uh, to 10th and 11th graders. And I'm thankful for that opportunity. And I have kids, you know, players, I have other coworkers all the time. Now that I'm in the position I am at LCC, ask me, you know, hey, do you recommend my, you know, do you recommend my player goes JUCO? Do you recommend, recommend you know, other kids? You know, do, would you tell parents? Do you push JUCO? And my answer is yes, yes, and yes. And the, and the reasons don't stop as to why. But the main ones I'll just throw out there. Number one, it's affordable. Um, I know many people, especially when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, the last thing you think about is the money, you know, right? Because mom and dad's obviously gonna probably write that check or, or they're going to co-sign that loan for you. And, and at 18 years old, you know, you never think about paying it back. Exactly. But junior college baseball is very affordable, um, no matter what state you live in, um, you know, where you find yourself. Uh, I know the junior college I went to, it was roughly – You know, $1,200, $1,300 a semester. I know LCC, very affordable, very comparable to that. Um, So affordability is number one. Number two, um, it gives you an opportunity to match up against quality opponents uh, right away. And and when I say that, um, you know, some guys like myself may be coming from a small 1A, small 2A school where you may only face one or two good arms all year. Um, you know, I was a guy that, um, we had success in my high school, had the opportunity to win a state championship. My, my junior year had a really good club and, and we ran the table, but, uh, you know, we used to talk about that all the time was, you know, how do we get prepared for the playoffs? Because there may have only been one or two good arms within our conference. Uh, and that was the case. We had one guy who, who ended up going on to play baseball at George Mason university, uh, he was a weekend starter. Now, you know, two years ago, got drafted by the Oakland Athletics. Um, shout out to Bryce Nightingale for doing that. Um, you know, great player, a big lanky right-hander, threw about 92 off the bump in high school. But outside of him, you know, we weren't seeing quality pitching. And, and so how do you prepare yourself for the next level? How do you prepare yourself, you know, to, to jump right in from senior year in high school at, to a freshman in college Seeing quality arms day in, day out, like we see in our conference. So, um, gives you a chance to do that. And then, obviously, lastly, gives you a chance to play. Um, and you're going to play a ton of games. Junior college, a lot less restrictions. You know, we have the opportunity to practice a lot more than than any other division, especially Division Three and Division Two, um, Division One as well. I think the only other really, um, Level of play that has a little bit more loose restrictions is NAIA baseball, which um, you know they they are their own entity. They kind of follow the beat of their own drum, but um, yeah, they
1: have more. They have less. Yeah, yeah,
0: they you know a lot less restrictions in terms of fall practices, in terms of you know how many games you can play. But you know, for example, this year, even with COVID, we were scheduled for fifty-one games obviously had some, some games canceled due to to COVID canceled due to rain, but we're going to end up playing right around 41, 43 games. And, and that's, this is a down year, you know, and, and I, I'll say, you know, when I was at my division two college um, for two years, I think the most games we played was 47. Um, But there's many D3 programs around the country that, they play 30, 35 games, um, and they don't play at all in the fall. They only have 30 scheduled practices. Um, there's not even even enough time or, or hours per se given to them by the NCAA to have quote unquote time for lifting, you know, scheduled lifts for as a team, you know, some of those guys programs, they've got to lift on their own. It's just tough. Whereas junior college, um, the door's wide open and it gives us an opportunity to, to really develop some young guys and, and give them a chance to um, better themselves uh, physically, mentally, um, you know, and, and give them a chance to really prepare themselves for a high level of baseball in a year or two. And that's what our goal is. Obviously junior college is we want to continue to, to, to push guys on to bigger and better things. That's, that's, that's why we do it. So absolutely. I would, I would recommend it, and, uh, you know, if nothing else, uh, I promise you this, mom and dad's going to appreciate your willingness to at least consider it as an option, um, and if, if you're a player who, who wants to be on the field right away, uh, I would definitely say you need, to, you need to open your eyes a little bit and you need to humble yourself because anybody who says junior college baseball is, you know, not competitive you you just aren't paying attention um uh, because it is you know i i'll tell you this right now a program like lewisburg college uh, you know a program like pitt at brunswick uh, what you know these programs can beat quality quality division two II, division three teams uh naia teams on any given day so oh yeah um, that that's definitely something that needs to be known um you know, for our viewers, junior college baseball is, is only going to get better, especially with all the, the, the mess of COVID and, and the, the fact that recruiting has been flipped upside down over the last couple of years um, just because of eligibility and some guys having an opportunity to stay longer. Junior college is looking better and better. Right.
1: And uh, I'm going to get my answer and then I'll let you ask me Mm -hmm. any question you want to ask. I If you would ask me that question last year, I would have said no. Mm -hmm. And this is why. Because I played last year at a community college. And, I mean, with how many guys there were there, I'm big on knowing my future. Mm -hmm. And knowing, like, all right, I have four years to play compared to two. So, it's like, I'll take these four years where I know I'm going to be doing this more. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna have the extra two years at a four-year school over a two-year school, but then coming here now, my answer has kind of changed because now it's with the coaching staff, with the prices we have, with the—I mean, I know COVID it was kind of hard to get into the gym, but the kind of day—the day we did get into the gym, we're all good days. Mm-hmm. It all matters about the program. Um, I think the program's the most important spot. So if you go to a two-year school. And you look at the roster and you see forty kids don't go there. If you go right. and work at the roster and you see about 30, 35, and you meet the coaches and you kind of can tell, like I could tell with Coach Smith, that he's kind of he's kind of cool, kind of he's kind of laid back, but also is I mean he cared about the game, wants you do good, then yeah, that's the move, money wise and also playing time. Uh, this year I've been, and I know I mean I haven't played that much this year, but. I mean, I've had to deal with three hamstring injuries this year. Mm-hmm. Also, I've had to fix my swing from my senior year in high school to now, and I'm finally starting to figure something out. So, I mean, with all this, I've still gotten the chance to play.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, that's As- the thing. Uh, so yeah, JUCO is the route to go if you get that offer and you know that you have a shot. And that's the thing, too. People need to humble themselves Yeah. and stop thinking, like, four-year schools or bust because I know some junior colleges like uh, Patrick Henry can go beat one of your D2 schools like Barton. Absolutely. And, I mean, Barton, and just, this is me being me, Barton, I don't want to go to Barton. I don't like Barton. I mean, when you have a JV team that has 70 guys on it, you're not going to get 70 guys into two games or three games a weekend on the JV team. So, if right. that's what you want to go do and then I see you the following year out of JUCO, because you had to transfer out, then you should have been smart and saved a semester worth of money and gone to just straight to JUCO. So if you think JUCO is not the way to go, rethink that.
0: Right. And, and some good points there for sure. Um, and something we'll, we'll revisit down the stretch of this. And, and just, you know, to wrap this up, you know, I want our viewers to know this is something, um, we're, you know parker and i are, are committed to to putting out there once a week uh we're, we're passionate about getting our views our thoughts out there we hope everyone uh not only enjoys um a different perspective but hopefully gets a few laughs we, you know um definitely looking forward to to kind of seeing where this thing goes and uh parker i appreciate your time and as always you know uh, chip off the old park you know we're going to be here and, and, and spit out some truth uh, over oh, the- all day. All so, um, i'm gonna go ahead and, and and log it off here big game tomorrow against brunswick community college um, see if we can get get the ship headed back in the right direction but uh, as always parker appreciate your time and uh, look forward to it man
2: we'll, we'll we'll speak again in the coming week all right see you.